Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here is your host, Director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. I appreciate every single one of you being out there today. I have such a special friend with me. I have got Dr. Ron Harden, who is the president or dean or both of Epic Bible College, and he's been there for like a hundred years, right? Exactly. Pro- probably about a hundred years. About hundred and one years. I better stop that because <laughs> he's younger than I am. <laughs> but uh, at any rate, we were saying last week that, that Ron has been a good friend to the mission, and he's been a, a good friend to me too. And, and we were talking about the fact when I was sick, he was there texting me, encouraging yeah. me. And, and in fact, over all these years, you have given me those notes anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. You know, hey, brother, thinking about you and all that kind of stuff. I got to tell you, I came to the ministry a little older than some folks do. I was a commercial air conditioning guy for many years. I had gone through four years of trade school, and I had done those things. And when I was called into the ministry, I wasn't quite sure how God could accomplish those things, you know. Yeah. So I'm doing the studying. I'm doing all that kind of stuff. But I'm I'm older, you know. I I feel like how's that going to work when you're in your late 30s and early 40s? How are you gonna How are you gonna accomplish anything? Well, the good news is, or bad news is, you can't. But the good news is, he can. And when I was ordained, I had several directors of missions in, in the Southern Baptist denomination and, and a bunch of pastors. And one of the pastors said, Brother, you're not going to be here very long in this little church. God has big things for you. I have been there ever since. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. But here's the deal. Sometimes we limit God by our, our idea of what we're going to have happen. And, you know, there's a little bit of pride involved there, and, and you're a little bit full of yourself at times. Maybe I am, or at least I was and probably still am. But I remember thinking, well, I'm, I'm, is he going to call me to a big church? You know, well, he never did call me to a big church, but I kept on keeping on. I was faithful to in the little church. I didn't go out looking anymore for a, for a bigger church. And I was bivocational, as I told you, and I'm not going to go through that whole story, but I was bivocational when they called me to be director of the mission. And so what I didn't realize was that that pastor that said that was actually correct, that God had big things in store, and I just didn't know what they were. And so I'm sitting across at the radio station from my dear friend Ron Harden, who is president of Epic Bible College. He's a doctor. He goes all over the world. I mean, he plants churches like, I think I think he might be going to Philippi now, right? <laughs> no. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the bottom line is, so God does bring us to places. And I just told somebody the other day, I got news for you. If I didn't need any money in, anymore, if I was independently wealthy and had all that stuff, I would still want to be the director of that mission. Yes. Because I love the ministry and and pastor of that little church too. And so 
I think that sometimes our expectations aren't too big, they're too small. Amen. We we get locked into that, but if we just say, God, you take me where you Come want on. me. Come on. Take me to the height or the depth or whatever. You know, it's like I told you when I when I told God, you just take me where you want, and if I have to be bivocational and I need to wash dishes or whatever, I just want to be there. And now in, in this changing world, my prayer is the same every day. Lord, if the persecution comes, keep me strong. Amen. You know, Amen. May, I, may I live for you and may I die or suffer for you. And may I do it with a joyful heart. Now, I don't want that to happen, mm. but my my prayer isn't that. My prayer is that my heart is willing. Yes. You know what I mean? Well, that's the key. Jesus says it's all about the heart. It's from the abundance yep. of the heart that the mouth speaks. In that's Matthew right. 7, 24, Jesus says to the one that hears these things of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise person who builds their house upon the rock. When I came to Epic uh, years ago, it was then called Trinity School of the Bible, later Trinity Life Bible College, Epic Bible College, Epic Bible College and Graduate School. We're looking at becoming Epic Biblical University because it's Bible. It's the walk with the Lord. Amen. But when I came here, my wife actually graduated in 1980. I was doing my undergrad in the Bay Area. But she graduated in 1980. She got her MRS. That's when we got married that same year. That was when she was five? Yes, yes. yes. See, you remember. You, have a, you are like a steel trap memory, Pastor. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> well, we came back to the college for just six months, December 1982. So we just finished uh, three months ago. We just finished 38 years. So we started our 39th what a, year. What a praise. I, was, oh, I praise God for it. That's what I believe he called me to do. We were just coming to teach and it didn't even have an office. I shared the top a desk of a missions pastor that was there. And so got to use it during the week and doors were all locked and everything, but I had my box and we took a 50% pay cut like you. We took a 50% pay cut to come to a place. Now you and I know most folks in ministry say, Oh no, it's always got to be for better. But we knew that my wife uh, cleaned apartments with, you know, grease this thick in the oh, oven, yeah, brother. all the things. My brother-in-law and I, he also a minister. We painted those inside of those apartments. Cause why you could do what you got to do. You take care of things. And the Lord used it to multiply. They had babies. My wife and I didn't have any babies yet, but we were just saying, God, we know that you've called us. And now, so I kind of got that six-term, uh, six-month term, short-termers disease. So I just go, I just burn it up for six months at a time. And I, I don't like the word saying, uh, when God, but if God does something, he'll let me know. Because faithfully, he has called you who also will do it. So we've just been going at it. Of course, at Epic, we've added the associates, the bachelors, four masters, masters of divinity, doctorate of ministry. And it's all about the Bible. In yeah. fact, our, our purpose is yeah, to let know. people know God personally more, right. to be a better worker in their church, or if they feel called to the ministry. So uh, I believe in just giving everything you have. Because you and I know we burned those bridges a long time ago. Oh, oh yes, brother. <laughs> no, that's... You are you are so correct. I I can't I can't I can't express deep enough how you have a plan, but your plan isn't what God has planned. And what He has, regardless of whether it's over thorns and thistles, yeah. or whether it's an easier path, it's a better path than Amen. whatever you choose. Come on, absolutely. And to be in the service of Christ, and 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 I'm not trying to be humble i'm just trying to be real when i tell you that i realize that you know 
I haven't always done it the way I should have done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I have in my lifetime regrets and things I think I should have done, and but God says that's all right. You took that fork wrong. Let's get the fork back over yes, here so amen. you're going right. And I can tell you, I love God, and uh, I I am thrilled to be in full time ministry yes. with God. It's a calling. He called us. Our grandma didn't call us. Our daddy oh. didn't call us. In fact, I tell you, because you and I love humor, Pastor. That's why oh, yeah, I get along. But sometimes <laughs> I think, you know, when we get saved, we kind of treat humor like a tumor. We want to cut it out. Yeah. Well, you know, I just want to love the Lord now. <laughs> so excited exactly. for, oh, come on. But we let folks know that God has a plan and a purpose for oh, their yeah. life. And he's going to take them. He's got great things ahead for us. Oh, our, yeah. our best days are still ahead of us oh, here. Yeah, come brother. on. And not just heaven on the other side, but right now, whatever your hand finds to do, the Bible says do it with all your might. And of course, we have some experience, you and I do, over the last four decades of ministry. We've got some experience going on. Oh, yeah, and God brother. uses that for his glory. So we just go at it and say, okay, God, we're can do the best we can with what we have because i can't do your best and you can't do my best because it's just i compare myself to jesus i'll fall short every time oh yes and even that's a praise because you know what being cloaked in jesus righteousness Uh you know being not seen as the as the hopeless sinner that i truly am but seen in his with when the father looks and sees us amen as as Jesus righteousness I, I i it makes me tear up to think how he said you know I, I want you to obey me you know what did he say he said if you love me obey me yes and then we turn obeying into a dirty word you know it's all about mm-hmm. grace it is all about grace but you know what uh let me throw out a couple of uh a couple of theological terms monergism is it's all God's work. And synergism means that it's God's work and it's my work. And so when we come to that, saved by grace through faith and this not of yourself, okay, we get that monergism in there, right? But when we come to sanctification, we come to synergism. He says, I'm going to grow you in sanctification and you're going to obey and we're going to walk together, right? Amen, amen. And so... He gives us the will to not only will, but to do. But there's the key, do. There's nothing wrong. There is no dirtiness in works. Amen. Matter of fact, what did he say? You will know they are mine by their works. That's right. Well, in fact, we do that. When we look at our works, I tell students many times when I'm preaching all over the world, I'll say to the folks there, I say, look, my works will never produce faith. My no. works will never produce faith. But there should be some works produced from my faith. That's There's right. no other foundation laid than that which is laid in Christ That's Jesus. Right. But let everyone take heed how you build upon. That's Acts right. 4.12, no other name right. given among men whereby we must be saved. In Espanol, solamente Cristo. Oh, I like Only that. Christ. That sounds Ave. so good. <laughs> Ave. Gracias a Dios por su poder su vida. Gracias. Thank you, God, for your power Amen. in your I life. Love that. Come on. But that's what we have to focus in. Because I think you and I have talked before about mercy and grace. Yeah. Mercy is God withholding punishment that we rightfully deserve. Yes. The wages of sin is death. 
Yes. But Amen. the gift of God is eternal life through yes. or on account of Jesus Christ our Lord. All when grace. David had sinned and deserved, he and Bathsheba both deserved death. Psalm 51, he cried out. That's what he said. Not God, take it easy. I mean, he said, God, have mercy upon me. According to your tender, loving kindness, blot out my transgression, for my sin was ever before me. God withholds what we rightfully deserve. And then by his grace, he gives us blessing we don't deserve. Oh, absolutely. That's why. Saving us from our sins is part of the work, but building us yeah. into who we are is, is you know, and, and as you said, David, you know, I was confused years ago, only for a minute till I read the end, but, you know, David said, you know, the blood of bulls and goats, you don't want. I thought, what do you mean? The whole Jewish uh-huh. sacrificial system's built on that. Yeah. What, what do you mean? Then he clarifies it. He says, but a broken and a contrite heart you will not reject, depending on your translation. And then he says, and then the blood of bulls and goats, well, what's the difference? The same difference as today. What the difference is, a broken and a contrite heart. And God doesn't turn you away when you got a broken and a contrite heart. And you say, well, I've gone too far, Pastor. You don't know what I've done. Uh Well, brothers, you don't know what I've done. But here's the deal. I know what Paul did. Yep. I know what Adam did. Come on. And so uh, Manasseh was what arguably the meanest guy in the Bible. And I know what God did with Manasseh. And if he can do that with those Come kind on. of people, he Word. can do it with us, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, that's why I tell people, they say, well, I know God forgave me, but I can't forgive myself. I said, well, so you've got a higher standard than God does? Mm. What do you mean? I said, so you're telling me that God can forgive you, but your your righteousness is such, your conscience is such, you can't forgive you. I said, brother, that doesn't work. Mm-mm. God is in charge, and if he forgives you, that's it. Well, right. we think that we've somehow got to pay him back. You know, that yeah, old scale. Yeah. I got all this bad. Uh-oh, I better do enough good to outweigh it. Yep. Oh, God, come today because I think I'm in good shape. Mm-hmm. But, oh, not tomorrow, not oh, tomorrow. No. But it's not by our things that we do. Yes, we should. We go after yeah. We're adopted. We're placed into his family. And that cleansing of our life right now. You know, Paul even said, that which I want to do, I don't end up doing. That's right. That which I don't want to do, I end up doing that. Who will deliver me from this body of death? Romans 7, but and I'm grateful. answers it. Come on. Yeah. Thanks be unto God who gives us the victory through or yeah. on account of Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, and that's exactly right. You know, there's that beautiful, that beautiful balance of understanding that you're saved by grace understanding that God's mercy and grace has lifted you out of the pit, and then not turning around and making it a works righteousness thing, mm-hmm. but a grateful thing that you are. You you want to obey the Lord because now he's implanted the Holy Spirit in you, and the Holy Spirit is directing us to yes. goodness, to decency, to, to all the things. And that's why James said, you know— <laughs> You, you say you have faith. Well, I'll show you my faith by my works. Right. What's that mean? Well, it doesn't mean that he's saying you're saved by, uh-huh. by works. He's saying, look, I'm saved. I'm grateful. I love God. And yeah. so guess what? That's going to produce in me what? It's going to produce in me works. Works of faith and love and kindness. God, thank you for saving me. You know, uh, 
if if you and I have lunch and you buy lunch and I say thank you, I didn't say thank you because you're you know, I want you to buy me lunch. I'm saying thank you because you did buy me lunch. Amen. And so when we do our works, it and it isn't just out of gratitude, it's out of desire. You're a new man, right. you're a new creation, right? And that new creation wants to do what? That new creation wants to serve God. And that's the difference. Oh, we do it, it willingly. Absolutely. And that's what I love, Pastor, about Union Gospel Mission, UGM. The men that you have there in the program that are there on site being delivered from drugs, from life-controlling addictions that are out there. Daily, how you're feeding people, how you're caring for them, mm-hmm. how you're seeing God do something in their life. And you're not even desiring to say, well, let's get some government money so that we can no, do this. we never no, take it. No, you're saying we're going to trust God. We're going to do it. Lives are changed. And that's what I'm lit about UGM. I love Union Gospel Mission because of the lives that are changed, the men and women that were willing to say yes. Because until we say yes, God's not going to, you and I know God is the perfect gentleman. He will never violate our free will. He will not violate us. But he'll say to us there, are you ready? And we say no. He says, okay, children of Israel, take another lap in the wilderness. (laughs) 38 years, 11 months, two weeks, and three days, they were in the wilderness. They came back to that same spot every year. God says, do you want to go into the promised land? They said, "Huh." Uh-uh. He said, take another lap. Till finally, they come to them and they said, okay. Then Moses has to stay because he, he's still with God. But Joshua, the son of them, was called because God had a plan to take them into the promised land. And when they got to the promised land, there was still difficulty. See, sometimes we think if there's a lack of difficulty, then that must mean we're spiritual. And if there's a difficulty, that must mean we're not spiritual. Yeah, Jesus yeah. in John 16, 33 said, in the world, you're going to have tribulations. It's plural. That's pressure from the outside. Ongoing. But greater is he that presses out from inside of me because we're the temple of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And our focus, right. I will lift my eyes up to the hills. That's There's right. where my help comes from. The help comes from the Lord, the yep. maker of heaven and work. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. One, I, I, I'm not building a tent city in there. I'm not building a skyscraper in no, the middle sir. of that valley. I'm going through, Jesus. Mm-hmm. I'm going through. And we're going to trust him that he'll take us through because his presence. He says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. And many times as I'm just praising the Lord, that's what I'm doing. I'll just say, as I'm walking down the hallways, as I'm getting ready to preach, whatever's going on, I'll just stop and say, thank you, Jesus. Thanks, God, for what you've done in my life. You're so good. You're so good. And I turn my eyes upon Jesus. I look full in his wonderful face. And these things of earth grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. You got me singing today. Come on. Oh, that's all right. Amen. Hey, listen, brother, I am... am in one accord with you, uh, let me let me just tell you. You know, I was just talking to somebody the other day, and I said, you know, I said when you talk about the gates of hell will not prevail against the church, mm-hmm. we get this idea that somehow the gates of hell are are attacking us. Mm. I said I've never seen a gate move. Come on. So what that means is when the church of the living God comes against the hell, the gates of hell, those gates are going to collapse. Amen. And make no mistake, right now, most Christians out there feel on the defensive, mm-hmm. but we're not defensive Amen. people. We Thank are, you. We are on the offense. Thank you, Pastor. To, to go and produce the God, to tell people about, that's why the Union Gospel Mission. Yes, sir. Because gospel is the middle of our name. You're right. We don't take any government money, and we don't back up, and we don't back down, because the God that we have is greater than the God of this world. 
Amen. No matter what it looks like, when you That's look right. out and you say, well, they're getting, they're getting pretty well beat up, those Christian folks. Today, there's another day coming. Every knee, every knee will bow. Yes, sir. Every tongue yes, confess. And some of those tongues and some of those knees, it's going to be in screaming anguish. Mm-hmm. But for those who come to Christ, we bow our knee and we confess Jesus Christ. And guess what? We will never be put to shame, no matter what it looks like in the That's world, right? right? So, Amen. Amen. Because so. we trust him. Even the disciples had some difficulties. They saw things yeah. around. The resurrection, they didn't understand the resurrection was yeah. coming. Even though every time Jesus talks about his death, he always talks about his resurrection. Yeah. One of the classes I'll teach next quarter in the morning and evening, I mean, we'll have 150 classes going on online, on-site, on Zoom. I can't teach all of them. We've got, I've got 65 staff members who are just working hard, doing everything they can to help those students. But I, I love to teach students, so I've got to take a class day and an evening. Someone teach on the life of Jesus. And I says, you remember, oh, the funny. disciples, they didn't understand it. But Jesus came back to them, and he taught them, and he let them know he'd never leave them. Amen. I mean, you're absolutely right. They missed it. And I, I would like to seem, I would like to be that pompous guy that goes, man, if I'd been there, I'd have got it. Oh, <laughs> but I wouldn't have. Mm, you know. No, I'm with you. I'm with God you. has to open your eyes. And, you know, we have the light of the Scripture, and they, they didn't have the light of the New Testament. They had the Old Testament. And even that was prophesying about the coming of Christ and what he'd have to suffer and born of a virgin, all those kind of things that they, they heard, but they didn't, it didn't click with them. Well, you know what? I got, I got news for you guys out there. If you're reading the Bible and you're a very intelligent individual and it seems really goofy to you, that's because the Holy Spirit hasn't enlightened you yet. Amen. But when you are enlightened, when you come to Christ, you're going to read that Bible and you're going to go, oh, man, is that what that means? I guarantee you, the Bible makes no sense to those that are lost. But to those that are saved... Oh, my goodness. Amen. You know, it's just such a sweet symphony. Hallelujah. And so I I have had my struggles in my day with many things, but I love God, and I know that he will see us through to the end. He will. You know, I, I was trying to recount how, I was trying to count up how many promises God broke, and I started counting, and it came up the same every time. Mm-hmm. None. Come on. Never broken a promise. Yes, sir. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake yeah. you. He said he'd be with us even to the end of this age, which is the final age. Yes, sir. You know what? How great it is that we've been saved from sin. We're being delivered from sin, and someday there will be no yes, sin sir. for yes, us to, to Hallelujah. fight with. I got one minute, brother. You want to say anything to these lovely folks out there? Uh, I want to tell you, God loves you. Should you ever desire to know Jesus more, be a better worker in your church, or you feel called to the ministry, just go to epic.edu, epic.edu. That's epic.edu. And let us know. We've got classes beginning every five weeks, and we'd love to help you. Financial aid's available for those that qualify. And we just want you to know that Epic is a truly epic place. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor. Thanks, Steve, for all you're doing. You know what? Uh, thank you, uh, Dr. Harden. I I just love you dearly, brother, and 
I know you're such a busy man to take the time out to come to this little radio show. I just appreciate you, brother. Oh, I'm glad. Thank you for trusting me to be with you. I love it. Until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. You've been listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to UGMSAC.com, UGMSAC.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268, 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.